0: and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen DuPlessis, and I am delighted today to have a really charismatic speaker with us today, (laughs) and coach, and just brilliant person. I'm so excited to have her. I had the wonderful opportunity of seeing her on stage in San Diego not too long ago, and I was just drawn to her energy, even though I didn't sit through her entire presentation. (laughs) So that's what brings us here today. So I want to welcome to our show today, Lisa Cherney. How are you today? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So um, we're going to have some fun having some discussions about being real, that's the bottom line about being real. But before we do that, let me introduce you to my audience so that they know who you are and what you're all about. So Lisa has been advising millionaire entrepreneurs for all over 20 years. She is the host of the groundbreaking confession-based GFR podcast, and so we're going to have her explain that in just a minute. In 2014, after 15 years in business, Lisa got real and dismantled her successful seven-figure business so that she could chase her dreams, right? And now she helps soulful entrepreneurs get GFR so they can get out of their own way and help more people and make more money. And that is exactly what we're about on this show is all of us making these transitions from these long-tenured jobs where we had this success and we had this Image of who we were, and now we just want to make an impact and help people. And of course, we want to make money, but there's so many challenges in redefining ourselves and re figuring out who we are. So, we I really want to talk about this with you. So, tell us what is GFR podcast?
2: Well, Jen, I realized that after 18 years of holding space for mission driven entrepreneurs and teaching them marketing and teaching them sales, but always helping them get out of their way so they could actually do the things that I was teaching in marketing and sales, I realized, you know what, in my new ceiling that I'm breaking through, wow. it's like, I am not gonna be teaching systems and strategies and step by step anymore. I'm just gonna help people get real about where they're getting in their own way. And honestly, get real wasn't urgent enough. Like it's it's actually like I, I feel like there's a seriousness to my work that is about calling mission driven folks forward, like calling them up and be like, you know what, we can't, y'all can't futz around anymore because you're supposed to, you're the one that's going to heal our planet. And so to wow. create more urgency and activation, I added an F
1: between the G and
2: the R. <laughs> okay. So getting real. We
0: yes, get. exactly.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny because, you know, as you were saying, like, get real doesn't really sound like it's powerful enough. I agree with you. I totally agree with you because, you know, we say a lot of times, you know, like, so get real. I, you know, I use the phrase all the time, would <laughs> what I wanted to say, I wanted to call my book, would you just shut up and go do it? Yes. Shut up. And it's kind of, and of course my book is called Launch How to Take Your Business to New Heights. We toned it down, but I use the phraseology of stop talking, take action, get results. I'm sick of listening to people talk about it. It's just so much yik yak. And you know, when we're (laughs) on our deathbed, we're not going to be saying, you know, gee, I wish I I've written a thank you note to somebody. It's going to be, I wish I had done what I set out to do. Yes. I love yacky I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me what you really mean <laughs> getting real here. I yes. really want to make sure I understand this. Tell me what you really mean by people getting in, get out of their own way. What are you finding that people are, what's in their way? from them taking action, from them just leaning forward and moving, you know, and I'm sure there's like a thousand different things here, but if someone's listening to this podcast and the people who are listening are in some type of transition, you know, they're thinking about it, they're losing sleep at night about how it's going to happen. They're in the midst of it. They're just not sure or they're just kind of coming out of it, you know, and they're saying, well, now what, you know, now it's going to happen. So what are some of the things that are in people's way of, really getting out there and doing what they know is going to make an impact to the rest of the world.
2: Essentially, it is us not being willing to come out of hiding and be seen. That's like the bottom line summary. And to be more specific, I actually have figured out that there's 12 ways the people that I had been mentoring for the last 20 years and these are like your listeners, like mission inspired, passion driven folks, right? Mm-hmm. I realized there's actually 12 different ways, things that I would say over and over and over and over again. I have entitled them the 12 GFR commandments because it's fun and because it really illuminates like, y'all want to know how you're getting in your way? This is the stuff. (laughs) This is it. These are the 12 ways. And what's cool about the GFR commandments is that because I'm a trainer and a coach sort of just in my cells of my being, I was like I can't just give people sort of like commandments like and I needed to give them a question that they could ask that would just help them sort of check in and illuminate is this the way that they're getting in their way. So there's 12 ways and I have a couple favorites that we could talk about and then of course, you know, your listeners can get a copy for themselves cuz I really it is a roadmap for getting real. That's how serious I am about it. I've provided a roadmap. Good. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about I'm glad that you answered the question, you know, that it is a
1: question because You know, or is it a a scaling like, well, you can share with us a couple. I definitely want to share a a few of them. But, you know, is it more of a scaling of that? For example, do you believe it's Tuesday and it's like, yes or no? Or is it, well, I kind of do. And does that have an effect on the way that people would then go forward?
0: Do you understand my analogy? Yeah,
2: you're asking like, is there gray areas? Like, is there a range, right? And the way that I think about it is that when we are mission-driven, Passion driven, inspired, like we want to help people essentially, right? It's so personal to us. Yes. That it makes it a completely different thing. Like so many of your listeners may be in a job where they rock at it. Like they could sell, you know, ice to an Eskimo because they're selling someone else's stuff. But then when they think about or dabble in selling something or offering something that's them in some way that is attached to them it becomes like, they feel like, oh my God, what has happened? Like, I thought I was good at marketing. I thought I was good at sales, which is what happened to me. You know, I was in corporate marketing and and training for 15 years and I started my own thing and I was like, what the F is happening? Like, I'm not good at this. And I realized, oh, it's because it's so personal. And so then I started to help people the way that I helped myself, which was to come at it a different way. And so that's essentially like where the heart of it is just where it just feels so personal and so... Of course, all of our stuff comes up. You know, like all of our things that we haven't all dealt with. All of the limiting up. beliefs we thought we crushed are all yes, back, ma'am. <laughs> yes,
1: and that, you know, I've experienced that too because I find that, and I've obviously all of us have a genius zone, right? Mine is coaching people, right? It's coaching salespeople in the mortgage and real estate and real estate investment area. That's my bailiwick. That's where I do really well. Putting together everything else just drives me nuts. And I look back at it and I said, you know, even when I was doing what my business was before as mortgage lender, I actually didn't do as much of the semantics of, you know, I need your pay stub, I need this, I need that. Because I had grown out of that. Well, I Originally I did, but I had grown out of that. And the thought of coming back into this was just holding me back. Just like, I, ugh, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. Can I just, be a coach for someone else's business. And I said, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to do my style because I wanted to share my unique proposition. So I, I like that you said that it's people not really coming out and, and it is a risk. This is a big thing, sticking your neck out saying, Hey, I want to help you. And people cutting your neck off like a turtle, right? And saying, I don't want your help. <laughs> so, so tell us uh, some of your, you said favorites.
2: I can't wait to take this. This will be exciting. Um, and we'll have the link for everybody in the show notes. But yeah, it's, um, it's such a journey. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. The directions are when y'all download it at gfr.life slash 12c, you're going to read all the confession questions. There's 12 of them. And then mm-hmm. you're, the, the directions are see which one hits you in the gut and get writing because like that's what it is. It's not a steps. It's not it's a roadmap because it gives you a touchstone to check in at any given day or any given situation. Where am I getting in my way? So yeah. one of my favorites is GFR commandment number three, which says, don't worry about being normal, proper, or polite. Okay.
1: So help us understand that because, you know, we're out going, okay, so we're going to be professional and we're going to go. Yeah, away. we don't want
2: to be rude. We don't want to be rude to people, Lisa. Which is <laughs> right. so, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Exactly. Than, you know. So the confession <laughs> question is going to clear it up. So the confession okay. question for commandment number three, so it's confession number three, is, where am I not speaking my truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where am I yeah. not speaking sort of my truth, baby? Right? And so when you look at that, like the surface is, is everybody's worrying about pleasing everybody and everybody's worried about trying to attract all of the people instead of just the right people, or everybody's worried about avoiding conflict or not standing out too much, right? Mm-hmm. When yeah. we know That's that- sort of- told you to not to. Yeah. Exactly. And so when we say, where am I not speaking my truth, it's kind of like a, you know, one of those, you know, I watch a lot of forensic TV shows, you know, and they use that spray that sort of illuminates where the blood was in the room, you know, I feel like, where am I not speaking my truth? Just sort of like, I, you know, illuminate. It's right there in front
1: of me, but I'm still hiding it.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I love that. So your strategy then is to start writing because you have to, it's not just thinking about it going, well, I speak truth everywhere. It's really sitting down and saying, "Okay, so where am I not being forthright? What am I not sharing?" For me, I don't know. I kind of go back to some, some Christian stuff. It's like, like in the dark is evil and in the light is good, right? And so if I'm not telling someone, I'm hiding it. I'm also thinking. Remember from from, uh, oh gosh, with Sesame Street. You know when the guy <laughs> up and he'd open up his. His raincoat. and Count Dracula. No, I'm talking about like way back when he opened up and he had all the watches and he goes, oh, you remember? And then he hide it again and come back. You want to watch? And, you know, and he was trying to to hide it. And I think we all have those things where if you opened up my raincoat, right? I go, oh, I don't want you to see that. That's not what I want you to see. I'm just kind of hiding it a little bit. So I love that. Love that. I think that would open up a lot things. So how would that help someone? If someone, you know, I'm falling on the, you know, my truth, falling on my sort of truth, and I'm, you know, not hiding anything. But how does that actually help me by doing that? You know, i recognize saying, okay, I'm
2: hiding all these things, but am I ready to actually reveal them? Yes. So one practical application has to do with the way that we communicate about our business. So we could call that marketing, we can call it selling, you know, we can call it anything we want. And I love when people stand proudly on their soapbox. And the soapbox itself has sort of gotten a bad rap. You know, it's kind of like you're, I don't know, bragging or being boastful or like you're being attracting too much attention, you know, when you're (laughs) on your soapbox. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or being opinionated, right? And so I think that we need to like jump on that soapbox and, you know, shout from the rooftops what it is that we are passionate about helping people with. Like you said, it's like saying the things that you really want to title the, th- title the, the talk or whatever right. the way that you yeah. really want to, which is what I did with my show because I was just so sick of dancing around it. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what I'm inviting people to do is where are you not speaking your truth in your marketing where? So this is the, a fun question that I give people. Jen is if you were not worried about turning anybody off or right. getting in any trouble what would you actually say to the people that you really want to help? Like, if you were just, you know, unedited, unplugged, what would you actually say? And I even have my clients do some writing around this, and we call it rant because yeah, this is where the truth comes out about what you really, and that will have you stand out naturally without trying hard, just to speak, just speaking your truth. Yeah, I think
1: that's really interesting. <laughs> when you were saying that, I just went back to think, what do I really want to say? Just shut up and go do it. Just stop talking about it. I, but I wouldn't say it. I mean, any other way, I just I get so sick and tired. I want to strangle people. I just want to strangle people. I want to want to strangle them and go. You know what you need to do. Why aren't you doing it? It's so frustrating. You've learned it a thousand times. You've been told it. You've been coached it. You've seen people do it. You've probably tried it just stop talking about it or,
2: you know, put your big girl panties in and go home. Well, panties. now you can tell them, Jen, go download Lisa's GFR commandments and see which one, see which one of these things is coming up for you. That's getting in your way. Like a huge one that probably applies to a lot of your clients is number 11, embrace that you are not the same person you were when you made those mistakes and they will not repeat. Oh, and yeah, then here's a confession question. What past mistakes are causing me self-doubt now? Oh, yeah, because that's exactly what it is. It's so revealing.
1: Yeah, I made those phone
2: calls once before, and I got shot down,
1: so I don't want to make them anymore.
2: Yes. Yeah, I used I had a partner, and he stole all my money, so I don't do partnerships anymore, you know? I once did a speaking thing, and and I totally flubbed, and I forgot what I was, I'm never doing that again. You know, I tried the thing, and it feels just like this thing, and so I'm not going to do that thing again. And you can like that's like the, the right. general so vibe much of it
1: all. opportunity is lost by thinking that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So
2: just GFR and say what past mistakes are causing me self doubt now. Just ask the question. We're not putting you into therapy. Just I think sometimes like just getting real. Like we don't need to even process the past. Just go, oh, oh, isn't this interesting? Okay. I could see that I'm not doing what Jen is telling me to do because it feels so much like that thing that I did where I'm not investing with Jen because I invested with these other people and it didn't quote unquote pay off. And I really felt foolish because I had that debt. Well, this is, you're not the same person. So right. you cannot actually make that same mistake. So just saying that is so like, oh, thank goodness. Like it's, it takes you off the hook instantly yeah. almost. Well, and it's
1: interesting you say that because just before we went live, right? We were talking about that. We were talking about coaching, right? And all the coaching that I'm paying for and all of the coaching I've paid for and how much money has been spent and how much I owe, right? Because I want to learn and learn and learn. But you know, that saturation point and I say, gosh, you know, am I stupid? am I making the wrong decisions? I mean, what's wrong with me that I'm getting into this, you know, and I don't feel like I'm getting out of it, you know, for some of them, and then others are good, but trying to go back and say, why did this one work and that one not work, you know, and it's making me doubt going forward, but that could hurt me in the, in the future, because there could be an unbelievable opportunity for me to go through some coaching that would take my business to the next level. And so I think that's, Really good. I mean, last year my buzzword for the year was wisdom. <laughs> like, please God give me wisdom to make the right decisions, right? And this year it's simplicity because I made all those decisions, feel like I made good decisions here and there, you know, and I'm getting better at it for coaching specifically is what I'm talking about. And so this year is simplicity. Like how do I simplify all this and say, Okay, I've consumed, now let me put it into action.
2: Yes. Yeah. So
1: I imagine you have another commandment that addresses I Some of do. those things too. I have a commandment for that, Jen. <laughs> <use it.
2: laughs> so commandment number eight, which is very popular, is know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take. Excellent. The confession question for number eight is where do I need to pause or stop, but have it because of fear? Yeah. That's
1: good. That's, That's really so good. good. Now you know, and I love giving myself it as, as an example because I'm sure my listeners are doing the same thing, you know. And so I have some, we, I think we tend to, we get so far down the road with something, you know, a partnership, a, a strategy, a marketing brand, right? We get so far down the road. And for me with coaching, like you get so far down the road and you're like, well, look, I paid for it. So yes. I have to go forward.
2: Exactly.
1: And that's exactly. exactly what you're saying.
2: It is. I did a whole show of, some of my shows are me and some I interview or like have people tell their GFR journey stories. Yeah. But I did uh, episode 26 of mine is me just talking about all the ways, <laughs> the, all the places I haven't stopped. Right. And <laughs> and then and then sharing like the places that I have, like that seven figure business and now like how that paid off. So if y'all want to dive into that one deeper, you could check out episode 26 of my show because it's so illuminating yeah. how much we drive ourselves, right? Well, and I think we drive ourselves crazy too, saying, you know, <laughs> yes.
1: so far down this road, you know, sometimes you just have to cut bait, right? I mean, is it what yes. they call it? Cut bait and bail or whatever they call it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you do have to cut it and just say, look, I have the loss, but I, I learned from it and it's better that I, you know, do something else completely. Yeah. And, you know, that was just brought to my attention not too long ago with someone I, you know, I was on a marketing cruise, which is why I'm sick. <laughs> but they said that to me. They said, you need to cut bail right or bait, whatever. You need to cut that here. You know, you need to stop doing that. And I say, gosh, you know, I never actually even thought of that as an option.
2: Yes, it's so illuminating when we look at all of our reasons why we can't stop, which is right. This is we talk about people throw the terminology limiting belief around. So I call it excuses, right? It's like, or reasons. It's a bunch of excuses. Right? Of course. Right. It's What does it sound like in our head? Like, and I love the confession, like the confession idea and like all of the people that come on my show, they confess and they say, gosh, I wish I had the GFR commandment because if that was in my face more, I don't think I would have gotten into that debt, gotten divorced, declared bankruptcy, been in jail. I mean, the stories are change, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that. And no, and I'm, again, I hope everybody's super excited about doing this because (laughs) I think that this also could be for the people, for those that are listening that aren't in entrepreneurship and aren't making that, you know, switch into entrepreneurship, this is something that's really important in a corporate job as well, because it could be what's holding you back from the promotion. It could be what's holding you back from Not even just the financial piece of it, but the happiness, the pursuit of happiness in what you're doing. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, when you're coaching people that are in the corporate atmosphere of this and and what they're seeing. It's one thing as an entrepreneur to see your business grow, see you hire people to do the things you don't want to do because you realize that's not your genius zone. What are you seeing and experiencing in the corporate world um, that people are realizing other than just promotions?
2: Yeah. So you mean this in particular for the
1: stopping or for GFR as a whole? So for GFR as a whole, like I have my job and I've had it forever. I, I can't be an entrepreneur right now because I'm not ready to make that switch. But what can make me more happy? What can make me more successful in this? And yes. how can I get more real
2: with yes. where I'm at? Well, GFR commandment number one, it's funny. This happens to be number one. Again, they're not in an order or anything. This one is don't compromise. Mm -hmm. And the question, I love this question. I've asked myself this question multiple times in my life with profound results, which is what am I tolerating? Yes. What am I tolerating? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking about your investments that you've made and like those types of things. And it's like in sort of an age of minimalism and simplicity and decluttering, like there's a sort of movement. People are really craving like having less stuff, stimulation relationships, like just less this, what am I tolerating is such a great question. I used to do a process with my clients and we call it the rotor rooter, because it was like, okay, I just want to really, really explore all right. the different ways and all the different areas that I'm tolerating. And you can look at it like mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, what am I tolerating? It could look at what do I do, be or have tolerating. Like there's all these different ways that you know we approach these types of journaling exercises. Just starting small. Like sometimes people don't want to ask the questions, Jen, because they don't really want the answers or like, you know what I mean? It's like not going to the doctor for a checkup because you're afraid of what they're going to say. You know, we don't ask ourselves these questions because it feels so overwhelming to make a change. But I feel like actually what I've seen is that people feel so relieved just to confess to themselves, nobody else, just to confess right. to themselves that they already start to feel a shift. If they externalize it and just see it on paper and go, okay, I can see that, yes, I'm tolerating everything from a messy garage to not being with the right life partner. Maybe I'll start with the corner of the garage just to get started. Yeah.
1: I love that you say that because one of the things I do in my coaching is we talk about boundaries, right? And about core values, you know? And so, for example, if a core value of yours is family, then I say, well, then why are you working till 11 o'clock at night? You're allowing that because you're not setting the boundaries. So I, I love that you're saying, you know, what are you tolerating? Because it's about, it's the same thing. I mean, we're talking about the same thing. And it's very eye opening for people. It's like, yeah, you know, you're right. I am tolerating that I'm overweight, I am tolerating that. I'm spending too much money on marketing. Um, Just the realization, and I always say slow down to speed up instead of speeding up to slow down. And that's really what it is, is yeah, we may want simplicity, but we sure are speeding up everywhere to slow down and get hit in the face with it, right? And I think that's, you know, super important. I know that you are
2: the queen of clarity. So how did this come about? Is this self-proclaimed clean? It is absolutely freaking self-proclaimed, just like any really? other expert title that anybody has on any planet anywhere. And if they tell you otherwise, they're lying. <laughs> well, hey, okay, mine's America's Mortgage Mentor. Oh, I love it! Right, and you know, it really illuminates that we are in charge. We are the ones that like if, and if you're hearing this and you're thinking, "Well, I couldn't do that for myself," I know I can't claim a specific expertise. This is great. this is just I see that I would just see that as a place you're holding yourself back. Absolutely. Where are you not claiming your expertise, which is one of the commandments. you know know that the struggle that you prevent actually has a value and where are you not owning that value? It's yeah. so illuminating. It's just yeah. so illuminating. So I claim the Queen of Clarity because after 20 years I see that is the number one benefit that people get from hanging out with me in any way, shape or form, whether it's on my GFR show or when I'm a guest on somebody else's show or when I get to work with them more closely. Yeah, I think that's really key for people too, is, you know, I always
1: say, how dare you not give your special gift to the world? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Right. right. And and that's exactly what you're saying is the same type of thing. I think that's super incredible. So tell us a little bit about a breakthrough that you've had in your life. And this could be way back when you were a child, you know, one that really made a change for you. It doesn't have to be something that happened recently, but if it did, that's fine. Because i realized that breaking through glass ceilings isn't just a financial piece. It's all of these things that uh, we're breaking through that continue to grow us. So share with us a story about something that you
2: overcame um, in your life. There's so many pieces to share, but I think the one that I'm supposed to share is when I left my corporate job. Mm-hmm. And so I was young. I was 28 when this happened. And young I say young I think it's young to leave corporate America from what I've heard mostly shared. And I believe it's because when I was a junior in high school, my mom survived breast cancer and that was so like earth shattering for me. And it inserted this like chip. I say like a chip in my neck, you know, like life is short. And so at 28, I had been actually in corporate for almost 10 years because I started when I was in college um, working for AT&T. And I was laid off three times in two years, Jen. And I was like, okay, I think I'm being kicked out (laughs) over and over again. I think I'm being kicked out. Yes, here's my sign. (laughs) Uh, At the time, I was traveling 90,000 miles a year. I had migraines often, and sometimes it lasted up to two weeks at a time. You know, I had recently got diagnosed with anxiety, and I was like, all right, there is something that's wrong here. I was like, I had enough of that life is too short and seeing my mom's health like evolution, and she's awesome. And healthy and around and my biggest fan now, <laughs> that I realized that there's a connection between what was going on with my body and some incongruency. And so I never got another job. When I was 28, I left corporate America and I started my doing my own thing. And I didn't even know ex- what it was at first. I just knew that like, that wasn't working for me. Like I needed a way to be in charge of how I spent my time, who I spent my time with, my self-care, all that stuff. And I'm so grateful that I had the courage to do that. And even though my husband three months before had quit his job as an engineer to go oh my to goodness. chiropractic school full time. So oh timing was bad, y'all. Timing was bad. <laughs> there was just something in me that, Jen, that just, I could not tolerate it. And I say often that I have a low tolerance for not being happy. And I just couldn't imagine. Once I had an inkling or a glimpse of another option other than getting a job, it's like, I couldn't do it. Like my body just I couldn't do it. And it's been a wild ride of 20 years of reinventing myself whenever my evolution called for it. So it's okay to let go and whatever the cut bait, whatever that expression is, it's not coming to me either. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's okay to do that because if your business is personal to you or if you feel like your expression of how you're going to make an impact in this world is personal to you, it's going to evolve as you evolve. So That's what my experience has been over these last 20 years of leaving.
1: Yeah. And then during that time, you know, the 20 years, I mean, did you leave corporate and have, well, I know you left your six figure job and now you have this job too, which we're not talking about the income on it, but so you've evolved. And so it's okay to have different jobs. I mean, not different jobs, but different businesses as you go along and to morph your business into, you know, what you become over time too.
2: Yes, it is a hundred percent. Okay. And actually necessary. If you're going to have a business you love, you actually have to let it evolve as you get more clear about what works for you, what your passion is, how you want to serve people. You're like, work with these bunch of clients for a while. And you're like, Oh wait, there's that one that I love. I want more of them. So you let go of the other ones and now you figure out how do I get more of them? And so then that's reinventing yourself. And I mean, that's what I, you know, my first business was consciousmarketing.com and it was all about helping people get out of their head, into their heart, finding their words. And what I loved about that system is it helps people find the words when they evolve to a new thing. It's like, just go back to the system. Who's your ideal client? What does that client need to hear from you? And, and keep on rolling. I just don't think you can be happy and in business and not let it evolve as you evolve. Right. And I know that's something that you talk about as far
1: as being unapolog- unapologetic about getting effing real, right? Yeah. is allowing that to have, I, you know, I do think that people just hold on, they have this idea and they just hold on so tight. And I think that's why so many businesses fail. And we have all the statistics around that, you know, that entrepreneurship, you know, they fails because they're just not willing to get real about how it's morphed and accept that instead of saying, you know, putting their feet in the sand and saying, well, that's what I started out to do.
2: And by God, that's, what's going to happen.
1: Right um, yeah. so where
2: would I pause or stop and have them because of fear, right, and if you many of those people, if you really ask them, how's this feeling, you know they'd be like, oh my god, I'd like I'm up at night thinking about how I can get out of it, but gosh i'm going to stick to it. Yeah. I was just bragging today on a Facebook live about my daughter being a quitter. I'm so yeah. proud of her because she knows what she wants, you know she quit competitive dance after eight years and she's done, she's over it. And I'm like, cannot be proud of, more proud of her because that's a skill that us adults don't have is knowing what feels good. Yeah, and you know, Darren
1: Hardy says that. He says that, be a quitter, be a quitter, stop. Awesome. I love that you said that because he's constantly talking about it, saying, stop, be a quitter, stop doing the things that aren't moving you forward. And, and I forgot that he had said that until we were just sitting here talking about that. I'm sad that she's not a competitive dancer anymore because I am. <laughs> but I'm not quitting it because it is the only way she loves
2: it. dancing and she didn't quit dancing she just no quit she's doing. quit competitive yeah right? the competitive part mm-hmm. of it yeah well people say that well was she dancing anymore it's like yes yeah, yeah, she's she dancing she's just not in that box competitive. of dancing. yeah and
1: I get it I was a, a much more competitive dancer until it cost me more money more time more feet, my legs hurt, right? All that stuff and I and I had to make a decision. You know, I can't do as much competitive, but I'm still gonna dance. And I do competitive, but just here and there. So you, awesome. know, you do ballroom, a- well, I'm assuming, or I do ballroom, Latin and swing. Oh fun. That's yeah. so fun. Good for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's fun. I'm trying, you know, I'm getting older. It's the best way that I can Oh stop. <laughs> so so as we kind of wrap things up here today, Lisa, what are some High level, like quick tips that you could give to everybody who's listening in has heard all this, you know, obviously they're gonna go and they're gonna grab this wonderful gift that you're giving and they're gonna have some major, major breakthroughs, right? In the excuses that they have for why they're not moving forward. But if you were just saying, you know, so high level things is like, how is this gonna happen? How are we gonna make this happen? A couple quick tips on what they could be doing right now to make this change. It's not enough just to fill out the form.
2: Exactly. I would say that if this is resonating with them and they're feeling kind of a bubbling up or they're, it's just like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Take action. Just stop. Commandment number eight. Just stop and take some kind of action. Don't just go on to the next podcast or fold the next basket of laundry. Like just take some action that is in alignment with the knowing that you're having now. So if it's the go to gfr.life forward 12c, one, two, C, get the 12 commandments. Awesome. Like I don't know, millions of people are, you know, will hear this, will hear that URL and a fraction of them actually do it. And then another smaller fraction actually download it and read it. And another, be the 1% that actually has something bubbling up and takes action on it versus going back unconscious. Like let the confession bubble up and take some action. Yeah. I love that. Well, in the acronym for ACT is action
1: changes things. When you act on something, things will change. If you want things to change, you have to do something. Otherwise, it's just going to sit there. Totally agree. And I think that's really important too. Let me ask you this last couple of questions. So what book, audio or hand, it doesn't matter, what book is motivating you right now?
2: I love recommending this book. It is Wayne Dyer. I Can See Clearly Now, and it's one of his lesser known books. It is an autobiography, but it's unique in that every chapter is about a specific thing that happened in his life, and he goes chronologically from when he was four years old and his mom put him in foster care all the way through to his cancer diagnosis and all that. And in each chapter, he talks about what happened to him, and then he says, I can see clearly now, and he talks about how that contributed to his Like life and his mission, I just love it. I love each chapter is illuminating. I mean, it's very instructive. Like how he got onto PBS and did all those specials, and it's fascinating to hear like like how that the strategy and how that got his mission out there. But each chapter is illuminating, and you know, I'm all about my podcast is what I call them wormhole journeys. It's like the struggle that had purpose. So have it's so fun for me for every chapter to hear how. You know, when he got fired from a, as a professor, you know, what did that do? And when he went into the army, what did that do? And like all these different things and how it ultimately contributed to who he was as a man. And of course, it's even more poignant because he's not with us anymore. So that's, what I, that's the book I like recommending is I Can See Clearly Now by Wayne Dyer.
1: Yeah. So that brings me to the question, do you have a commandment for that? <laughs> because do you have a commandment that gets us to stop when you're going down this wormhole? That says, okay, let me just take a breath instead of living this thing and letting life lead me. I want to lead my life. Let me take a breath and take a step back and and do twenty twenty vision on this and say, what did I learn from this? And what's on the other side of this? Because what a great opportunity. I mean, if I had a, a skill in being able to do that and say, okay, let me, I'm in a wormhole. Let me just stop for a minute and see how I can either climb out or recognize right
2: now that there's something positive in here. Yeah. Rather than of course I a have a commandment team. for that, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> commandment number four is trust that your struggle serves your mission. Okay. Trust that your struggle confession serves your mission. Question. And the confession <laughs> question is how will what I learned from this struggle serve me and my clients? How have past struggles served me?
1: Excellent. Listen, people, you've got to download this and you've got to take this test to get yourself out of whatever you're in. And I think yes. even if you're successful, you're in something. So let's just always have this right there in front of us every day so we can be
2: looking at it. How often should we look at this commandment? I would say whenever you're feeling anything yucky. <laughs> so no, I, I mean... It could be every day, you know. It could be weekly that you're willing to admit that you feel yucky. You know, I often say to people, if you're looking for motivation or want to be inspired, that the struggle that you're in is serving purpose, and you can't see it. Listen to my show, like search it up in all the places. Get f star 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 ing real. <laughs> you know, search it up, and every story we actually talk about one of the commandments in in the arc of their story because. They're so poignant, and so they kind of come to life. So that's the other thing that I would say is, like, if you're needing that kind of motivation, like hearing how other people's, like, horrible messes actually had a purpose, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, because it can be inspirational when you hear, you know, that someone else overcame it, and you say, oh, if that ever happens to me, then I have that... That knowledge. Yeah. If they could get through that, then I could get through this. <laughs> and this is nothing, you know. My thing being cut off is nothing. Yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what would you like to leave us with, as far as a quote? Something that would inspire us, or is a favorite quote that you've had all of your life
2: that you'd like to share with us? I'm going to quote a commandment. Okay. Stop worrying about being normal, proper, or polite. Just stop. Stop worrying about being normal, proper, or polite, and question those thoughts. It is a chain reaction that will happen when you question, can I say no to that thing that I really want to say no to? Can I tell that person the thing that I really want to say to them? Can I really say that in my marketing? It's a, so illuminating, even if you never say or do any of those things I just said, but you just get to see all the ways that you are hiding and not speaking your truth. Yeah. Okay.
1: Excellent. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, it's been so fun. I am so motivated right now. Yay. (laughs) I'm so excited that by the time this gets released, I will have already downloaded mine and moved on. So (laughs) if you're listening, I just want to say thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us. I love your approach. I love that it is just very eye-opening and it's really what we need now. We're all just walking around in a daze and I think it's just really important that we sort of get a slap in the face and and it sets us back, you know, in a good way, just, you know, sets us straight and says, you know, get over it. And gosh, I mean, it almost is, what was that thing with Cher where she said, snap out of it. I mean, that's kind of (laughs) what it is for me. It's like I'm snapping out of it as we're talking. So I absolutely love this. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today and all this wisdom that you have for us to be able to move forward and grow. Just, it's been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, everybody. So listen, all of the links will be in the show notes. And I want to thank you again for joining us. If this was your first time, welcome. And I hope that you loved listening to what Lisa had to say. And if you've been with us for a while, thank you so much for sharing this with your friends and paying it forward and continuing to share your time with us. And don't forget to go write us a great review and give us a great rating. A five-star rating would be wonderful. And as always, if there's a topic you'd like to have discussed, I'm always open to having that um, topic be discussed anytime. Please send me an email at jen at jendupleses.com, and I will be happy to uh, entertain that. And I hope that you have a great day and make sure that you are not hiding behind yourself and that you get out there and be the real you, as Lisa has expressed to us. And we will catch you next time.
0: You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen DuPlessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplesis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and